Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8, 7 central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, squeaky chair McGee, <laughs> uh, Hunter Martin. At least you know, at least you can look inward. I, I, hey, I'm the first to, I'm my worst uh, critic, as they say. <laughs> you're, you're, you're your own worst critic. Um, what's new? I am in a predicament. Why? I cannot stop, like, I don't know what is going on, but my TikTok for you page for the past two days has only been clips of Chelsea from fish hooks. I did <laughs> not ask not for this. <laughs> this is not what I thought you were going to say. I'm trying to think what's all over my FYP right now. FYP means for you page. Uh, if you're not on TikTok, <laughs> and if you are, if you're are, forty and you're listening, to this. if you're forty and you're listening, which you may be, um, hey. Uh, but for you page means uh, TikTok, which we do have. And speaking of plugs, Becca, I think you have some plugs of ours. You want to just. Shout out the top of the show. You know me. I would have forgotten again. <laughs> I know. That's why I said good. Because I you. always text you that I'm going to do it. And then I never remember. Well, here so you thank go. Thank you for this, reminding me. You're very um, welcome. Hi. What is up? If you guys are new here listening, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Or if you've just been around for a while and you're thinking, huh, did I rate them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify? Now would be a wonderful time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify Podcasts if you are ever so kind. As we always say at the end of the show, if you ever feel like writing a review on Apple, we will read it on the show and shout you out. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good time. We always like to show the love right back to the people who show us. Um, My For You page is filled, well, right now it's filled with the Little Mermaid. And those saw trap-like photos that you sent me. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen The Little Mermaid. I haven't either. I don't think that's going to be an in-theaters watch for me. Oh, really? A drive-in? <laughs> no, I think that's going to be in Home and Me Butt. Ooh. I did go see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in theaters this week. And you're not going to see Little Mermaid? You I've foul, seen the other two. I thought I should, see, I thought and I should ha- see the and, last one. And how many of The Little Mermaids have you seen? None. Exactly. <laughs> You've only seen one? No, I, I said none, sir. <gasps> I've never seen the first one all the way through. You've never seen the cartoon all the way through? No, sir. Well, no spoilers for me, then. For me. <laughs> I mean, That's I great. know what happens. Why? How, how have you not seen the Little Mermaid cartoon? I don't know. I feel like that's one of those Disney movies that everyone has seen. What about the fact that the only Pirates of the Caribbean that I've seen? The fourth one. The fourth? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to think of shocking. I'm trying trying to think of shocking childhood things that I haven't seen. I've seen a lot of stuff. 
Yeah, you you that's, love that's the why, telly. That's why my personality is so <laughs> abhorrent. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen like every, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because I spent a lot of my time as a child uh, writing stories. I thought you meant riding horses, which was I do, all, would too. also be true. That too. <laughs> um, they're well. They're all on Disney Plus, and I'm and I'm assuming uh, the new Little Mermaid will eventually swim its way onto Disney Plus, so you can sit at your home and watch it. Ooh, watch like all three, and then watch the new one and see which ones you like. <laughs> oh my God, Little Mermaid marathon. <laughs> the Little <So> Marathon. I'm <laughs> a marathon, as they say. <laughs> Anyway, okay. uh, let's get into some Disney 411, shall we? Disney 411. Speaking of Disney Plus, this is our first story. Uh, Disney is set to conjure up another sequel to a beloved film. According to a recent published New York Times profile of Sean Bailey, who is the president of Walt Disney Studios motion picture production, Hocus Pocus 3 is in development. Obviously, Hocus Pocus 2 was released last October, and it was considered like one of the biggest watches of Disney Plus of all time is like 2 billion minutes watched in like one day or like a couple oh days or something. Oh my God. Something like that. Um, yeah, and no information as to the cast and release date for Hocus Pocus 3, but the three original stars, Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker have all expressed interest in doing a third one. Okay, I was about to be like, no way did they all come back. It's... But... Well, so far, it has been confirmed that the person who wrote and directed the second one is set to come back. That makes sense. It felt like at the second one, at the end of the second one, they were leaning towards making those three girlfriends, like the new Sanderson sisters in a way. So I'm sure we'll be seeing them again. And maybe the original Sanderson sisters will just have like a heavily reduced role. Please don't give them another song. I'm begging. <laughs> I hated the songs in two. It, it's kind of weird when, like, such a project like that is so anticipated for 30 years and then it happens and then no one talks about Hocus Pocus ever again, which I feel like <laughs> has kind of happened. Again, it's the middle of summer, so Hocus Pocus isn't top of mind. But you know what I mean? Kind yeah, of one of those I think it was... I mean, like, there was a time when Hocus Pocus was... I It reminds me of, like, a great comparison. is like, up until the Friends reunion a couple years ago, mm-hmm. every question was like are the like to the cast of friends was like are you ever going to do a reunion and now yeah. that they have one that's not a question they get asked or people like are wondering if it's ever going to happen again so it's not really in the top of mind i don't know yeah i didn't hear any major chatter about the second one i i think we might be oh, reaching really? a, a point of yeah I, I mean i people talked about it when it came out but i haven't heard anybody say anything since then hmm. bring back young winifred she ate <laughs> <laughs> She did, she did. Uh, speaking of young, I don't know the segue. I'm just going to go for it. Sure. Uh, good for us. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo teases post-sour era, but what can we really expect? Um, last week, fans spotted a countdown clock on Olivia Rodrigo's website ticking down to June 30th. But what is coming at the end of the month? Um, an album, a tour, a new song? as well as all the pressure of the young star to recapture the magic of her first project. Uh, People noticed that on Spotify, if you listen to some of her new songs, she has like a new layout that kind of hints at something's coming. 
and then you can like call her and leave a voicemail. So definitely something is, I'm sure, a new single. Something is afoot. I'm Do excited. Th- <gasps> <laughs> now you are, are Rodrigo. Stan. I am born. I am born again. Do you think? Because I feel like when she burst out into scene with driver's license. That was like what her like sad not not sad but you know what I mean but then good good for you hit mm-hmm. and then she was like I'm punk rock and roll you yeah. know what I mean do you think she'll have she, I guess what I should ask um, do you think what 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 lane speaking of cars what lane do you think she'll go in not speaking of cars because driver's license. <laughs> You had me thinking life, Olivia Rodrigo cover of Life is a Highway. Disney Mania 10, 10 year anniversary. <laughs> she brings it back. Yo. That'd be amazing. Yo. In our, in our final Disney Mania coverage, we'll have to like say like if Disney Mania came back. Yeah. Who Julia would Lester, be the star? Where? Julia Lester. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what do you think about Olivia Rodrigo? I kind of hope, I mean, my favorite songs of hers on Sour are the more punky ones, like Brutal, I think, is my favorite track on that. But I also really like Jealousy, Jealousy, which is more like... Jealousy, Jealousy! Okay, Pipes. I mean, <laughs> every now and again, I can break them out. <laughs> but I'm just... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I mean, I think that her first album was, like, undoubtedly very impressive, and I'm excited to hear more from her. Nice. Um, remember when I said it's a lighthouse in the Disney 401 news? Yeah. I have a story that I'm going to bring to the table, and I specifically um, brought it to the table because there's another thing I want to just get your take on about okay. this world. Um, so, Taylor Swift um, has announced her Brazilian leg of her tour, mm-hmm. and her opening act is going to be Sabrina Carpenter. And people noticed that Taylor and Olivia, there's been rumors there's like a little feud. Uh, between Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo. Really? And people think her, because um, Taylor Swift like loves to bring, she's a big artist, and so she's going to give smaller artists, compared to Taylor Swift, more exposure. Um, and people, and then the same day Taylor Swift announced her tour dates with Sabrina Carpenter, Olivia Rodrigo announced like little hints that she's coming back with music. Do I think this was all calculated? No. I think... <laughs> It's it's too far gone. Like, do people care about that anymore? Um, but you know what? Two Disney alumni, Olivia, Sabrina Carpenter, they're kind of the the girls of the pop world. Um, but I just wanted to talk to you again about how you feel about having to listen to Speak Now and Taylor's version. You're bringing it up. That's why. You're bringing it up, you're going to expose me in front of the world. (laughs) Tell the people why why you're listening. The track list for Speak Now, Taylor's version was announced. And Mm -hmm. both Haley Williams of Paramore and Fall Out Boy are on it. And it's like Taylor Swift is my temptress at this point. Like she knows (laughs) that I'm not going to be able to get away from listening to that. Especially because I'm going on a trip that specific day that that album drops with a lot of people who are Swifties. And so I know that I will have to hear that whole piece top to bottom no matter what I do. Yeah. But the so, good thing is you're like, <laughs> but then you can be like, oh my gosh, Haley. And then they'll all say, like, oh my gosh, Haley. Yeah. I'll be among friends. Say, yeah. <laughs> just, I just can't just believe that this is the first time I'm probably going to have to listen to a whole Taylor Swift album. But the thing is, you don't have to. You can just listen to that one song. <laughs> 
That's the thing. I just, I'm just always mad when she gets me. She gets she. Every once in a while, she drops something like "Cruel Summer," and I'm like, "Damn, (laughs) damn it, man." She is your temptress. She's your, or she she's puts your... she put out like "Don't blame me" on Reputation, and I was like, "I'm an, I'm an, like she's she has tem- some good songs." I I am just not a person that believes in the full ass like Beatlemania level hype train that is happening for her. I don't get that, but she has a song or two that I will tap my toes to. <laughs> There's no shame in lying. She has a couple. I mean, I'm a I'm a casual fan. Yeah, like, I'm not. If I honestly. <laughs> If I got free tickets, like, I wouldn't buy a ticket to a Taylor Swift concert. No. But if someone's like, hey, I'm going to the Taylor Swift concert tonight, the Eras Tour, do you want to go? I honestly probably would, because I would know every song. Because all her songs are radio hits. They're just inescapable. Like, there's not a single time in my life that I have clicked play on Love Story intentionally, (laughs) but I know every damn word to that song. (laughs) And you're, and you're a better person for it, I now think. Now, you belong with me. I have had on uh, repeat over the years. <laughs> Should we just start a Taylor Swift podcast? No! My brand! <laughs> Please! <It's... laughs> anyway. Well, eventually we will be talking about Taylor Swift whenever we cover the Hannah Montana movie. Um, whenever that is down the line. So that can be our moment. We're like... <laughs> Taylor Swift is such a like, part of the... Di- Wait! We have watched something on the pod that has Taylor Swift in it. The Jonas Brothers 3D concert. That's right. That was so long Dang. ago. I know. I forgot. So Taylor Swift is in, intertwined, intertwined, because she's part of the Hannah Montana movie, Jonas Brothers concert. She dated Joe Jonas. She's best friends with Selena Gomez. Yeah. She's an honorary musketeer mas- for sure. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. That's the end of the 411. Well, speaking of having our moment, it's time to have another moment again when a secret is revealed. All June long on the Time Machine, we are doing Summer of Secrets, where we're covering Disney Channel episodes where a secret is revealed, usually the main secret of the show. And at the end of the month, we might have a little secret for you ourselves, but (laughs) stay tuned to hear more about that. Not you brand like a donkey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so excited. Uh, so, today, so, so today uh, we are talking about Phil of the Future uh, episode called You Say Toe. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mado. It aired on August 13th, 2004. And just like Pekka said, of course, this is an episode where a secret is revealed. And the main bulk of the episode is Phil and Keely go on a field trip. And they're squashing tomatoes with their feet. And lo and behold, in the future, um, pinky toes are no longer a thing. And it's come to the moment where Phil might have to tell Keely that he's from the future and then we have yeah and we'll get to that (laughs) um and then 
uh, Pim and uh, the girl from Reading and Weep. I can't remember her name. Debbie Berwick? Debbie Berwick. <laughs> um, are um, raising money for a teacher. So, do you remember... Fun fact, I guess. Not really fun fact. But you know how Disney Channel loves um, to not air anything in order? And the continuity yes, is all I out saw of this. This is one of them. Um, so, this episode, like I said, is all about Phil telling Keeley that he's from the future. This was the 12th episode of season one. It was the fourth ever episode filmed. So... There were episodes that aired before this one that Keeley knew about Phil's secret that he's from the future. I think the first episode that Disney Channel ever aired of Phil the Future, Keeley is well aware that the whole family's <laughs> from the future. And so 12 weeks, 12 weeks later, we finally have um, the answer of how that happened. But it's not told via flashback, you know what I mean? Yeah. So to, prom- to promote this episode... So when Disney promoted this episode, they promoted four back-to-back Phil the Future episodes. But I think... But the way they promoted it is like, brand new Phil the Future, but we're going back in time before Keely knew Phil's secret. So they were like promoting it as like a special thing they're doing. Like, we're going to take you four but never before seen Phil the Future episodes. Where Keely never knew. So I was like, why didn't you just air that before? Yeah, especially if it was the third episode shot. I mean, now episode three, I'm not really sure at this point in the series how long they've known each other. I would say it's season one. It's like a, well, he just moves. Mm-hmm. What do you mean like by this? I'm like, it's a couple weeks. Well, if so if this was the third episode they shot, like how mm-hmm. far into their friendship would they be at the point that he tells her? Oh, oh, and because oh, at the end of, I mean, at the end of the episode when she's like, "I've never welcomed y'all to the neighborhood," it would have seemed like maybe it's. Just I would say maybe like three months. Okay, that's definitely fair. months because that's. I would say three months is like, yeah, a good amount of time. <laughs> I, yeah, you always love when <laughs> episodes get aired out of order like this. I guess now, like with streaming services kid shows and any shows in general can't really get away with that anymore mm-hmm. i mean anyway but we're getting a little too uh, technical for the old disney machine um do you remember this episode airing airing no mm-hmm. do you remember it at all i might have seen it at some point i feel the future wasn't one that i watched like super regularly okay I'm glad you brought this up because I think Phil the Future... I was so glad we get to watch this. Phil the Future is one of my favorite shows. I think it's one of the most underrated Disney Channel shows. Because when you think of Disney Channel shows, like the Mount Rushmore of Disney Channel shows, who who are they? What what are they? Hannah, Raven, Lizzie, um, probably Sweet Life. Isn't there four? Isn't there five heads? Nar. Oh, so four. Okay, I... <laughs> Not you not going. Oh, <laughs> well. So you said Hannah, Lizzie, Raven, Sweet Life? Yeah. I would say that's pretty accurate. But I think Phil the Future deserves its recognition. Phil the Future is on the um, on the walkway looking through the binoculars. Not the walkway. <laughs> but you have a great premise. You have a great younger sibling character. Oh. You have a great... Pim is queen. Yeah. And not only queen, comedy queen. Yeah. Uh, you also have a great theme song. 
This theme song, every time we've talked about Phil of the Future on the podcast, for the next week, I'm walking around my house being like, Phil, Phil, Phil of the Future. And if it wasn't for Phil of the Future, we would not have Ali and AJ. That's also true. So, justice for Phil of the Future. Before there, was, Phil of the, before there was Ali and AJ, there was Alison Mashaka. Right. Exactly. Who's so, like fifth uh, build? She's building the theme song behind both the parents. Would, yeah, I think that's odd. It's, it's weird. Because the parents are one of the mo- like, most back, especially the mom. I think it's like is Phil. the most. Pim. The dad. The mom. The mom who's Kaylee. barely in the. The mom has like two scenes. Yeah. In like every episode. Anyway. So let's get into it, shall we? We are getting right into sound effects land from the very top of the episode. We well, start it- with uh, Phil and Pim. On the porch, and they're bickering. Her all orange outfit. <laughs> what about it? It's just all orange. That's all I'm saying. She, maybe she just got out of jail. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with Pim, maybe. <laughs> but uh, they, Phil and Ke- and um, Pim are arguing about something. About like a, a I don't know, just something stupid the siblings are um, arguing about. And he has a gadget. We gotta, we gotta fill the future gadget. And this Ooh. one is the, what was it called again? The Skyak. The Skyak. I hate that name. They couldn't have done Why? a little more brainstorming. It, no, it's it's like a kayak, but instead but of water, But it doesn't look like a kayak sky. at all. It, it did not like look like ski. a kayak. Yeah. Okay. What would you call it then? A ski sky? A sky ski? Oh, <laughs> duh. A sky ski. A sky ski. <laughs> I just don't like the way Skyak rolls off the tongue. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. But I love, like, uh, Pim is trying to jump up and, like, grab it. I guess it's contained in a little pod, and he kind of, like, tosses it, and then it forms. So she's trying to grab it from him, and we get the, like, whoop, whoop, wee, whoop, (laughs) I really do love when we cover these kinds of shows. I think they're, we may have said this on the pod before, and I'm probably sure I did, but a reminder that I I believe Phil the Future and Liz McGuire are produced by the same people or mm-hmm. like they have behind the scenes people at the same so uh, so that's why it's probably single cam and that uh, has those weird sound effects i just i love it the b-punk genre now when phil takes off in the i almost called it sky ski um <laughs> of the um what is it called again skyak skyak how do you think he ran like some like a plane or he can, yeah, he's like, just soaring above the city. People are going to see that. Yeah. Ricky Ullman, when he takes off, gives us a nice woo ha! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, it's and like, the, it's and giving... I don't and I didn't and I didn't notice any seatbelt that he buckled himself in. Certainly not, but there's definitely a helmet. Great. Which You're going to sure. fall <laughs> five thousand stories, but at least you have your helmet on. Give me like a Skyak scene where an airplane is coming right at him and he's got to be like, whoa. Oh, I hope that happens in the show at one point. I will be tuning in. Like there needs to be some consequences. Well, the consequences is maybe losing his friendship with Keely. And I just apparently meant for getting flying this willy-nilly oh, oh. over the city. Yeah, or we'll get to it. Taking it getting experimented on or worse. Whatever that may mean. 
Um, but then, of course, we get the awesome theme song. You gotta love a theme song that tells you everything you need to know about the show. Or like a scene before the theme song that has no relation to the plot, really. Yeah, I guess we I, just needed to see the Skyak. Remember yeah. that they're from the future? Yeah, just Hey, to, you know how this show is called Phil of the Future? Cool. Quick reminder. <laughs> Quick reminder, cue the theme song. <laughs> Literally. Um, but then now, but then we're back from the theme song and we're introduced the the plot of Pim and Debbie Berwick. Debbie is standing outside of one of the teacher's offices holding a mug, the newspaper, and the whole pot of coffee. Did she sneak into the teacher's lounge like a little rat and just take the pot of coffee? Well, if we know anything about Debbie Work, Debbie Berwick, played by Reading Weeps K. Panna Baker, is that she could sneak up on anyone very quietly. Yeah, and she's a kiss-ass. I think every Phil of the Future episode we have covered, K. Panna Baker has been Debbie Berwick. Yeah, she's been and in all I, of them. She, and I don't remember her being such a part of the Phil of the Future plot. Like, I know... Pim has to have I don't know I felt like it's weird because usually the a plot is the main character yeah and the B like for example Liz McGuire Raven they are the a plots and the B plot would be their younger siblings but usually with the mom or dad yeah so, and, that, and like, sometimes and that, Pim is with the mom or dad and sometimes I don't know. Like but all I, the, I, all I, I guess what I'm saying is like they really regulated the parents in this show to the background because they have yeah because because like with Raven, if Victor or Tanya weren't a part of the A plot with Raven, they'd both be in the B plot with Corey. Well, the dad instead of giving the dad like something to do in one of the plots in this episode, he just gets a montage of him building that a went on for toe. so long. <laughs> I was like, we are losing daylight. Why is this? <laughs> montage 25 minutes Pim and debbie are so odd too like their dynamic is like they're enemies but they also have like frenemies vibes they have enemies to lovers vibes <gasps> especially like at the end of this episode when they are talking with the teacher they definitely had like frenemies vibes like they know each other so well they know yeah, what makes yeah. each other tick they know each other inside and out like their dynamic is just and no, then Amy, and then of else. course Amy Bruckner, who plays Pim, is giving one of the best Disney Channel performances I've ever seen uh, <laughs> in my life, and I st- and I stand by it in 2023, and I stood by and I stand by it in uh, 2004. I thought Pim was so funny, and you can't deny she's one of the better actors on Disney Channel. Oh, definitely. And you love her outfits. I what do. Did this one say? It was an all pink outfit, and it said punk. She has a lot of space buns in this episode. She has a trench coat at one point. She's a rebel Which, girl. Which I can't wait to talk about the trench coat <laughs> scene because it got so out of whack. They are, uh, so they are listening in the hallway. Or Pim comes up to Debbie and is like, what are you doing? Like, why are you being a kiss up? She's like, I deliver coffee to all the teachers. But Pim overhears, what is the name of this teacher? Um, the bald one that's in most of the show. He, he also plays Curtis, the caveman in Phil the Future as well. Who? The same actor. <laughs> Who is oh, Curtis you, the Caveman? Curtis, Curtis the Caveman is the caveman that stowed away on the time machine when Phil and his family went through the Stone Age. I don't think we watched an episode with um, Curtis in it yet. I would remember if I had seen a caveman on this show. He, like, he, once he's introduced, he's, like, in it the, the whole entire time. <laughs> and the same guy who plays Curtis plays the teacher. 
And same actor who, same, I'm about to blow your mind even more. Same actor who voices Cusco in The Emperor's New School, the Disney Channel show. They couldn't get David Not, Spade for that? What was David Spade doing? I don't know. Was he basement. busy? <laughs> was he busy doing Grown Ups 2? <gasps> I don't know, but I saw it. Mr. Hackett is his name. Mr. Hackett. Mr. Hackett. So they're listening yeah. in outside of his, or Pim is like, we're going to eavesdrop. And as they're in the door, Debbie's like, let me tell you why seven reasons why eavesdropping is a bad idea. Like, shush. <laughs> You're being a bad eavesdropper. But he, they hear him on the phone and he's talking about this operation that he wants to get. And it's very serious. And they duck out before they hear the rest of the details. But Debbie decides that she's like in big fundraiser brain. So they're going to fundraise money for this teacher's operation. And I said, I smell a misunderstanding plot line going on. Because then when they like when they pan back to him, he's basically reading text from a scam magazine. <laughs> yeah, to like, get a wig. Will I get Norwegian babes to love me? Now, this is another thing like, with kids shows. Why is people with no hair getting wigs so funny? I don't know. It's always a thing. It's like, it's a toupee. It's a wig. Yeah, like I learned the word toupee because it was used so often in children's media. Like, and I was why like, is what that is so? That? Why is that so funny? Or like, why you know? I mean, it, and it was always it, cool to pick on Arwen for being bald. Yeah. I don't know. And like the gag, and the gag is he's reading a pamphlet of like getting a wig. Yeah. And that's supposed to be the joke. I don't know. And it's, I don't know. I feel like children's media always will like, for like a solid it, it's like, run, it's they'll like, latch on to a word or a concept. Like, I feel like every Nickelodeon show for eight years was like, ointment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like an like old that. an old lady yeah. is always like, it's like, she's old. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and Debbie and Pim overhear that and they think that he has a... Um, a, a, a surgery or so, or like he's sick or yeah. needs a surgery. It's like, what did he say that triggered that, that thought? He says that he needs an operation or that he... Operation. Yeah, it's operation. And so Debbie decides to start a fundraiser, fundraiser for Mr. Hackett so he can, so they can raise enough money so he can have like his surgery, what have you. And then I think, and then Pim doesn't want to do it. And Debbie's like, it's okay. You probably couldn't, him. you wouldn't want to do it or you probably couldn't handle. But like in like the Debbie way. Yeah. Where uh, Pim was like, then now it's like a competition. Yeah. For Pim. Pim goes like, black oh. market rogue. <laughs> yeah. Episode. She's like, oh, I'll fundraise the heck out of it or something like that. You'll never know what hit you. Speaking of Nickelodeon, uh, in our first scene with Keely and Phil, we have <laughs> gross out humor. Yes, with um, gross out sound effects. Allison Mashaka is in this little yellow knitted okay. beanie with a I big noted, I noted, strawberry on it. I noted the hat too. That's not the joke. That's not the gross out joke. No. But that Visually, beanie. Yes. <laughs> it looks like a little cupcake. <laughs> it's just very, it was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, mm, 2004. <laughs> Immediate 2004. Yeah. But she's talking to him about like her flute and she calls her flute like basically a spit trap and tilts it over and water starts a pouring out of it. Yikes. It was icky. Keely goes to sit, sit down with him and Keely goes, uh, well, Phil, I wanted to call you last night to tell you about the field trip, but uh, where were you? And, you know, us, the viewers know that he's on his um He was on the kayak. He starts panicking. 
He goes, uh, he said, anyway, he said something, but he's like, oh, well, your mom said you were doing this. And I said, there's a simple explanation of why Phil was not on the phone. <laughs> like, you can make up a simple thing and just kind of stick with it. This whole episode, I'm like, Phil, there is a much, much, much easier excuse for everything mm. that goes wrong in this episode than what you are, whatever you are about to say or do. Which, again... Here we go in again of what happens in this scene where you're like, so simple excuse you could have made up. The field trip is to a tomato farm. A tomato. <laughs> tomato farm. A tomato because farm. The place that they're from is ketchup capital of the world, apparently. And, and that's when and that's when Phil gets the biggest ketchup bottle <laughs> I've ever seen in my life and puts so much ketchup on that freaking hot dog oh yeah i mean you have to punctuate with your ketchup squeeze right but they talk about how they like they tour the tomato farm and then at the end of the trip everybody gets to get in a big tub in their bare feet and squash tomatoes to make ketchup i was like not them in their grape lady era <laughs> yeah like lucille ball <laughs> and i love lucy truly if phil really wanted to get out of this all he had to do was get in and then just pull a grape lady and <laughs> fall out and get hurt <laughs> she, he, was, he goes stop go <laughs> I bring up that video any chance I get. I'm sorry. Oh. It is so funny. <laughs> it's been like, what, 15 years now? She's fine. If you don't know what we're talking about, YouTube just, grape stomping lady. My like one favorite of the first part is when, like, when she's like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And then, <laughs> then it cuts back to the studio, and the two people in the studio are just like, ooh. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. That was that all video? I could think about from the minute they brought that up. I was like, why didn't Phil just pull a grape lady and fall out of the bucket? Phil the grape lady. <laughs> <laughs> but what they find out is during the during the field trip, they're all going to squash potato, potatoes. Squash tomatoes. With their the feet, which doesn't seem feet. sanitary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, know vineyards like, do it, but like... <laughs> Right, but like that's a vineyard. They're taking a school bus full of high schoolers to stomp on ketchup tomatoes. That is that is going to I am assuming go to the public. Well, once they get there, it's red dyed water with a whole bunch of whole tomatoes bobbing <laughs> around delayed. in it. So. <laughs> but Phil realizes um, he like panics because he heard Keely say they're going to go stomp tomatoes. He's like, oh, oh I, I I can't go. He's, she's like, why? And he goes, I hate ketchup. He says he's allergic. Allergic. Okay, yeah. He's allergic to ketchup. And she's like, your hot dog has ketchup on it. And he throws it and it lands perfectly in the collar of a featured extra that will return later in the episode, (laughs) Mr. Ponytail. Poor Mr. Ponytail. He really went through it. (laughs) Like, I, the fact that he's the, the, the fact that I know that's on his reel. It would be on mine too. <laughs> There's the point in this episode too where Keely just trauma dumps on the yeah. same guy. Poor Miss. And he Mr. can't Ponytail. say anything because he didn't get paid the same time. <laughs> Poor Mr. Ponytail. Uh, but the, we find out that the reason. Well, first of all, they come home with the permission slip, and the permission slip looks so like, ominous. Like the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. I was like, that's a Hogwarts acceptance letter. <laughs> <laughs> what is going You're on? Go- you're this going on a field trip, Harry. Major farm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the reason that Phil is panicking is because people from the future only have 
four toes. Four, four toes. And he thinks people are going to notice. First of all, I don't think I would be staring that hard at anyone's feet that I would notice. And if I did notice... I wouldn't ask because I would assume <laughs> that there was a story. Like, do you know how many people in this world don't have big toes? That's what I thought. I was like, and, that and maybe could be he just it. doesn't know that because he's from the future and like doesn't know how many people have like Fourth of July accidents where they blow off their toes and stuff. But, but I, the whole entire episode, I said, if there would be no reason why someone would jump to. Uh, a weird conclusion. Exactly. Why you had four They'd toes. They'd probably just look and be like, oh, and not <laughs> ask you about it. And forget about it four seconds later. Or odds are, if all you're doing is taking off your shoes and then mushing around in some tomato juice and getting back out, I, no one's going to notice. But what yeah. they are going to notice is when your prosthetic toe comes up and bubbles up amongst the ketchup. And what I did notice was how many feet shots of Mr. Revive Ullman is in this episode. Oh my, this scene specifically when he's like talking about this with the parents, it was like back to back shots of feet. And the fact that they only gave the mom a bowl of baby carrots to be snacking on so she could put one on her feet. <laughs> this, who let the dogs out? <laughs> Fill the future. <laughs> like, uh, I was like, this is two feet heavy for me. <laughs> every single, like, Shout out to the people with feet fetishes because... <laughs> this um, is your this, episode. This is your episode. Um, but we find out that, I guess, over the course of seven, human evolution, 75 years from 2004... Which is what year? So around 2079, so we might still be alive. Um, so what's going to happen? It's just going to be like a gust of wind and all of our pinky toes get <laughs> flown off? That's the thing, because they say that like they eventually just started to be born without them, but they don't say what happened that led to that point. But Which the I think parents way... are making fun of it, like saying like that these humans are evolutionarily... That's not a word, is it? <laughs> well, like, they're, com- they're, they're saying we're like caveman. Yeah. Because... Because we cavemen. have an extra toe. Which is when yeah. the mom puts the baby carrot on her pinky toe and is like, blah, 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 blah. and that's one of her two scenes that she gets in this whole thing. Right. Like, literally all of her scenes, I think, are the stock footage of her title card. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but <laughs> but Phil, they're, they're but, talking about, like, what they can do or, like, how he can still go. And mm-hmm. the dad has an idea. And the mom, the words out of her mouth are, you're not going to build him a falsy. Which is probably in this any scenario is the more logical like thing to do. It's like, oh yeah, if you, you know what I mean? It's like it wasn't an outrageous thing to suggest. Building a fake toe? Yeah. No, it's not, but I would think like, hmm, if I'm gonna be stomp stomp stomping around in some thick liquid, odds are that's probably not gonna stay on there very long. Yeah. But the thing is they're from the future, so I'm sure they know like how to do super glue. Well clearly they don't. Right, the hour <laughs> forty-five minute montage that comes up next. Right, we get a montage that's so weirdly edited with like a lot of different like half-second slow-mos. Yeah, because Phil Phil really wants to go down the field trip, um, and so that's when him and the the dad agree. He's like, okay, if you want to go, because um, people will ask that we're from the future. Uh, then we'll build a, a fake toe for you. Yeah. And he and, apparently, I mean, we find out later when it's found that it says property of P. Diffie on it. Yeah. So he engraved like it. Maybe that's why it took so long. <laughs> Probably. 
<laughs> so now let's catch up with Pim and Debbie Berwick. Pim is street dealing and freewheeling at this point. <laughs> which my favorite guest star, Jorge. From <laughs> I love this scene with her and Jorge. Is that is that somebody? He looked familiar. And when I looked at the IMDb, Gus Hoffman is the actor who played Jorge. He was in um, Rebound, that basketball movie with Martin Lawrence. Is probably his he was. <gasps> Wait, he was also in The Sweet Life. Yeah, that's Warren? what he was. Warren in four episodes of The Sweet Life. He was also ninth grade boy. He's, on he's, he's the, he was like Cody's nerdy friend that he went to camp with, with the glasses. Okay. I know him. I know him. Yeah. But he has a scene yeah. where he like walks up to Pim in the hallway and Pim is basically like, want to buy a watch? <laughs> like yeah. That kind of she energy. puts on this weird accent too. She opens up her jacket. She's like trying to sell him on a belt buckle and he seems interested. And then she starts pushing a locket, which he's like, no, I think I'm good. I have to be somewhere. <laughs> well, he, well the way his delivery's like but bye now <laughs> uh and then and then amy bruckner who plays pim is like hey you with the face <laughs> like she's from the godfather because obviously pim is not really having any luck with basically like pim's tactic of raising money is like bribing people or like giving them ultimatums so then they have to buy her some buy the buy something from her you know yeah um like for example there's a scene later where pim goes up to someone while they're taking a test and his pencil breaks and she's just like "Ooh!" and even on the midterm i bet you for three dollars you want this pencil like that kind of stuff and And then she somehow gets into like wrestling practice and lets someone (laughs) sniff a scented candle yeah it's that one didn't make as much sense yeah, but De- Debbie is just like baking cakes and yada yada, and like you know selling, selling fun stuff, baskets. So. Yeah, fu- fun baskets. Get your fun baskets. Debbie is a PTA mom waiting to happen. Oh, sh- of course. So we cut to them on the field trip, and there's some guy in like a raccoon Davy Crockett hat telling them like some facts about the tomatoes, and he's like, "All right, everybody, take off your socks and shoes." <laughs> Which everybody drops to the ground to start taking off their shoes and socks, except for Phil, who is just standing there. Yeah. And he asks if there's a changing room. And Modest. Keely is Modest like, is why do you need a changing room? We're just taking off our shoes and socks. Well, she asked the him, way, too, like, about, her, um, about his allergy, and he says something like, oh, it's fine now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, I think it's seasonal. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, Phil needs to go to the bathroom so he can put on his Well, the, the guy that's leading the tour is like, funny enough, we actually do have changing rooms for our Shire guests. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because everyone's going to see your feet getting in and out anyway. <laughs> Why don't they have flippers? They should have like some snorkel flippers on hand for people or who like, don't want their feet to be Or seen. there's like mountain shoes that are <laughs> have toes on them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I just thought about another person in pop culture who Phil is like in this episode. <laughs> who? Mama June in that episode of Honey Boo Boo with her at the water park. <laughs> no, Forklift Foot. Not even the episode name. That's what they called it. Oh, God. I have never in my life stopped thinking about that episode of TV. <laughs> Because I think I saw it live on air, 
And the way that yes. like every commercial break was like <laughs> it took like eight commercial breaks for them to finally reveal her damn foot outside of the <laughs> well, sock. Yeah, because yeah, she wore a sock. Yeah, and then she, she wore like off. this little white footy, and it was all <laughs> wet and nasty. <laughs> And, and they would I cut think... the footage to like a clip of somebody in the family going like, <gasps> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Mama Jo takes off her song goes, and Honey Boo Boo off camera is like, ah, oh, forklift foot. <laughs> that is so. That would have been Keely. Ah, <laughs> oh, future foot. <laughs> future, future foot. That is crazy. But then. Phil comes back and is uh, is like walking up to the where you smashed the tomatoes, and he's so proud of himself that he's wearing he his policy. He's so proud. He he wiggles his feet. Yeah, he has to this... stop and do the little wiggly check. Yeah, and he's off. He's off. He to the gets races. in. He's like mashing around with Keely, and he's like, you know how I've been like acting super weird and avoidant, and like kind of crazy for the last couple of days. And she's like, now that you mention it, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Like now that you mention it. Right. I I would have clocked that because Phil every scene Keely has been in with Phil he's like like basically like oh my gosh I think she knows him from the future yeah. he's been very on edge ever since the uh the the Skyak yeah question. he's, he's been, been very super on edge. on edge he's been very much a liar he's been suddenly allergic to tomatoes he's just been like very weird and he's like you know what no like I'm normal Phil I'm so normal and right as soon as he says that his toe comes off. And Ali Mashaka, aka Gilly, is like, So, do you want to go in the deep end? Is there a dip in, in like. Yeah, what is the deep end? Shouldn't it all be level? Right. That co- that's going to cause some concussions. Then, like, slips and falls She's just swimming, like, up to her shoulders in tomatoes, like, Come on in, the ketchup's great. <laughs> But Phil, of course, is now, of course, acting distant and Yeah, he's like, no, panicking. I actually have to go. I don't want to do that at all. Goodbye. I'll see you later. And now he's trying to look for his toe. He starts rummaging. He's splashing juice around all while wearing a white shirt. He pulls right. A they're f- all wearing like, yeah. He pulls a freaking Band-Aid <laughs> out yeah, of his so- suit. That was disgusting. <laughs> but very true. That would definitely happen. And that's when, of course, Keely is now trauma dumping on Mr. Ponytail. <laughs> She's just like, I'm going to warn you. If you want to be Phil's friend, he's up one minute and down the next. He's so cuckoo crazy. <laughs> and this featured extra just looks at her and is kind of like, and walks away. <laughs> yeah. And that's, is that when uh, Phil spy? Oh, wait, they're talking all of a sudden. The guy who's in charge of the field trip notices there's something in the tomatoes yeah he's like we have to stop there's a foreign body and he goes in with some tongs and, and he's tongs. and he's right beside and, and that guy is standing right beside keely so imagine buying a bottle of ketchup from this farm being like i'm gonna support a local business and you don't know that you got the band-aid and the toe batch <laughs> <laughs> right it's gonna look like that shrek ketchup <laughs> ago. you remember that <laughs> like the purple and green ketchup <laughs> nasty god why did we the amount of green shrekified food products that we got away with in the mid-2000s is disgusting like it's a moment that i think the marketing team should have just taken a beat like the cheetos that turned your tongue green like let's reassess what we're doing all the stuff that was turning your tongue green what kind of chemicals were we putting in that like what happened to our brains 
I was at my friend's house in elementary school. This is a sidebar. We're going to get back to Villain Future in just one moment. Uh, but this is for all the people who had um, the weird ketchup from, that Shrek promoted. And one time I was at my friend's house in elementary school. And we had, we have cheese, cheeseburgers at his house. And all they had was the Shrek ketchup. And so I will never forget visually just being like, um, okay. Did it taste any different? No, it tasted exactly like ketchup, but it's just that visual of seeing yeah, the purple on your cheeseburger. Anyway, Shrek, you to need to be more future. responsible with what food products you're promoting, sir. Sir. <laughs> There's an audience of children that look up to you. Anyway, back to Phil's future. But yeah, Phil's method of distracting this man from pulling his toe out of the ketchup in front of everyone is to throw a tomato. I think he's hoping. I couldn't tell if he was hoping to hit him or just hoping to. I think he was hoping to hit him. Okay, because he hits and Keely then, in the throat. <laughs> Keely in the throat. The tomatoes. Because we immediately um, get like a half slow, half fast motion tomato another, fight. Half this episode is montages. Yeah. This is a 20 minute episode. They were really <laughs> scraping for some <laughs> extra minutes. 15 of them were montages. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's when it's just like a major tomato fight. Major tomato fight. And of course, everyone gets chilled out because now everyone's distracted. And a, and the teacher um, blows the whistle and everyone's like, out of the pool, out of the pool. And Keely and Phil like, look at each other. And then the, the guy who's in charge like stops Phil. And he's like, it's always the, we always have one of these. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the the shot of uh, Keely looking at Phil initially when they like both get caught or whatever, yeah, is this they reuse the same shot, the same reaction shot of of Keely um, twice, <laughs> which I thought, and I noticed it because one, the colorization was really weird, <laughs> and I was like, well, are we out of the the tomato batch? Man, they were Why hurting is- for footage. They're like, they really, they, they were out. They used all their film on the montages. We just have like, They're after like, that is more of the montage of Pim and Debbie selling stuff. Yeah. But then we cut back to uh, Keely and Phil are sitting, I guess, outside of the principal's office. Yeah, because they're back at school. And Keely walks up and leads with the most bizarre thing I've ever heard anyone say. She's yeah. like, sometimes I dream about being married to Mr. Potato Head and we live in somewhere in Florida and we have like a yeah. spud mansion and I secretly want to like get a job, but he wants me to take care of the five spuds. And I was like, what What are you saying? Are, do you have heat what, stroke? That's what Phil's <laughs> reaction was to. What are you he was saying? Like, Lou was like, oh, why are you telling me this? Because she says it's her deepest, darkest secret. Which, If that's your deepest, darkest secret. You're doing very well for yourself. Right. Sometimes I have a weird dream. Yeah, that's not like. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, And Kaylee's like, I want basically just like a whole speech of like, we're if we're going to be best friends, I don't want any secrets, no matter. Because that's when Kaylee's like. It's like you have four toes. Yeah, she found like, the toe. Who cares? She found the toe. And she oh, yeah, found it because it said it has property of P. Diffie it's on it. Which yeah, she's she like, I don't care toe. if you have four toes. Like, I just don't want there to be any secrets between us. And Phil says, feels good to get my toe off my chest. But on Ching. Okay. 
and that's and Keely's like, yeah, no more secrets. No matter what it is, I'll always be your friend. One hundred percent honesty packed. Yeah, that's what she says. So she starts and walking then, away, and then yeah. Phil gets up to stop her, and he's like, well, "Wait, there's one more thing. There's a reason I only have four toes." Again, I think he could have just come up with a better reason that he had four toes instead of having to he do could this. Have not even he could have not even said anything. True. Because she didn't care. But uh, Phil is an honest man, and he agreed to an honesty pact. So mm-hmm. he starts talking about how he's, you know, from the future, and he sort of is explaining what's happening. And Keely's reaction, I think, you said is the most probably honest reaction that we'll see from anybody covering these secret reveals. Maybe. Because it's because just the, the, sh- the shock and awe. <laughs> but it's, like, more like shock, and then... Phil gets called to the principal's office because she's like literally frozen. Mm-hmm. Like, and Phil's going like on and on about like, well, our time machine was broken, and I told my dad we couldn't go past seventeenth century. Like, going on and on, like basically starting from start to finish how they got there. He's like, and I, that is how um, I'm in your century. And Phil and Keely's just like frozen, like sitting down. Uh, and then Phil gets called into the principal's office, and Keely just gets up. And looks back at him and just walks away. And I feel like it's one of the most... Yeah, like I text you. Because Kaylee, I think one, is like... I think Phil is crazy. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And there's like a moment where she says something at the very end that I was like, yes, that's what we were going for. Is like, not so much of like, oh my gosh. He is from the future. I think her reaction is like, oh my gosh. Why does this guy doing like he or actually like, thinks he's trying from to make the future. a fool out of me because i guess i don't know she doesn't know also i would be baffled I mean, by the sh- fact I mean, I'm, that he i mean chose... i'm sure he was like yeah but i'm sure when he was explaining it to her he was like because like how do you prove that he didn't have any gadgets on him no he was just like he had he must have brought up examples of like yeah when all of a sudden you grew 50 feet yeah it wasn't a, an allergic reaction it was my <laughs> stretchy Right. Well, but this was only the third episode filmed, so we probably don't even have any examples of that kind of stuff happening yet. Yeah. But I also think the fact that he chooses to reveal this, I know it's like after hours or whatever, but still that they're in the hallway at school. Anybody could walk by. He was getting called to the principal's office any moment. Yeah. What if the principal had walked out and been like, whoa, (laughs) what's this now? You're huh? Straight to the loony bin with you, boy. (laughs) Phil in the loony bin. But then we cut to um, what happens with the plot of Debbie and Pam and their fundraiser. They go into that teacher's office with two, like, plastic containers full of money. Debbie raised $110. Pim raised 115 And he's, like, mm-hmm. thankful but surprised. He's like, what is this all about? And they said that they heard about the operation. They wanted to raise money for him. And he's, like, surprised but very thankful. And he's like, wow, like, I didn't even know you guys knew I needed an operation. Like, thank you. So then after we see Phil get called into the principal's office, they go back to his um, to his office and they see him getting this like hairpiece installed. <laughs> and Pim says the line, I busted my hump so you could get a wig. <laughs> is that a line from Phil of the Future? Or is that a line from RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> you tell me. Kim's Pim's Drag Race. Pim Diffie's Drag Race. <laughs> Start your engines. I busted my hump so you could get a wig. <laughs> but they're mad. And they're like, well, you didn't really deserve this money because all you wanted was a hairpiece. So they take the jars of money oh. away. 
and they start leaving. And then, like, the man who's installing his hairpiece starts packing it up and leaving. And he's like, wait, I can pay for it. It's not all right now. And I was like, how much How much does that cost right. that you losing $225 is the debilitating factor in you not being able to get the rest of this done? Right. Do you, watching this episode, that, that actor reminds me of, like, Jason Earls a little bit. Because he's old and bald? Jason Earls isn't bald. <laughs> but, you know, like, the, the tone of his voice. and Yeah. Um, yeah. That's funny. So the last scene of the episode is Phil and the papa. (laughs) Yeah. Phil and papa on the porch. (laughs) And they're talking and he, the dad is mad because he's like, oh, you blew everything. You told somebody the secret. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I had to. It was the honesty pack. And he's like, I want a friend. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to have a friend that I have to sneak around. Yeah. On and like make excuses. Yeah. And, you know, the dad is just nervous because they're like, if they find out they're going to kidnap us and want to do experiments on us or worse and all that stuff. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to raid our home any minute. And that's when they hear noise coming in. And he's like, oh, I got to tell your mom we got to go right now. (laughs) Right. And it's Keely. In jeans with pink paint all over them. Maybe. That's what it looked like. Maybe maybe she dyed the tomato stains. Maybe. But she's coming over that, with a little bit of food or something. Yeah, and so now the mom the mom came outside. And yeah, she's like, "Oh, hey!" And it's like, "Hey, Miss Diffie, I just wanted to come by because I really never welcomed y'all into the neighborhood. Um, here are some welcome to the neighborhood uh, cookies." And that's when the mom's like, "Oh, well, we love cookies in our 21st century hometown. We just moved from." You know what, girly? And- if Phil didn't give you away, that would have. damn why are you saying it like that just say thanks and shut up (laughs) and they're all like they know yeah the dad's like give it up honey she knows the secret and he's like i'll go i'll go pack and then keely's like wait i don't she basically gives the same speech again with the same influence of like i don't care that you have four toes i don't care that you're from the future well and then this is what i know that she goes i don't even care if you're not from nutsville so she's like, I think you're nuts. Yeah, she's not even 100% sure at this point. She goes, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to be, whatever secrets y'all have, um, they're safe with me. And they're like, wow. So they're like, why don't you take your lady friend on a little ride on the skyak? And that <laughs> is finally when I think, <laughs> when when the skyak moment happened. That was when Keely goes, Wow, Phil, you really are from the future. So that tells me that she did not believe that they up really until that point. Up until that point, so she was just going to accept that, like, well, my friend is insane, <laughs> and he thinks that him and his entire family are from the future. But he's really a nice guy, and I really enjoy hanging out with him. So just for the sake of our friendship, I'm just going to believe this lie. <laughs> She's probably like, it's either this or I trauma dump on Ponytail Boy for the rest of my life, <laughs> and he doesn't ever say anything back to me. <laughs> So that's why, like, I was like, I feel like this is a real reaction of when Kimmy found out. Because she was just like, I think my friend's kind of, like, she doesn't fully, she believes that that's what he believes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But she's like, like, it'd be, like, hard for me to believe Raven Baxter was was psychic just the way she goes about her visions. Like, I was like, okay, like, I need, like, full proof. And that is my full proof. Yeah. So they hop on the Skyak, they take off in a shot that is in the theme song for the rest of time. So iconic. But a moment yeah. that made me laugh a little bit 
at the end, the parents are talking and the mom is like, oh, honey, do you remember when you took me for the first ride on your Skyac? And the dad says, I never had a Skyac. Oh. <laughs> She's like, oh, oh gotta go. <laughs> and then he said, get- "You, honey, you will be packing tonight. <laughs> Sleeping on the couch. <laughs> and that's when we get a final shot, like Becca said, of Keely and Phil up in the sky on the kayak. And Phil, Keely's like, Phil, is this safe or something? And of course, Phil goes, everything will be just fine, which I think is a double meeting that they're safe in the kayak and everything will be just fine with him and Keely's friendship. Exactly. Like it to... um, so we know Disney loves their friends to lovers pipeline. Who do you think is the best of that? You know, of that uh, pipeline. I, mean, I have else, mine. Who else is there? Well, there's, of course, Keely and Phil are my favorite. I think they have the best chemistry out of yeah, I, all of I think them. the fact that I can't really think of another one from a show is is. Uh, I guess Lizzie and Gordo. Uh, maybe <gasps> really? Lizzie and Gordo. Why not? No, I'm Wait. saying maybe Lizzie and Gordo would be my favorites instead of. Oh, really? Yeah. I have to say, I think, I don't know. Maybe it's because I really enjoy Feel the Future, but I I believe Keely and Phil ended becoming a couple more than Yeah, Lizzie I mean, the thing about, like, Phil and Keely are both great and very likable, and Gordo is always just like, well, right. so. <laughs> Do you know one, one, the one I hate is Kim and Ron from Kim Possible. I don't think Talk I've seen something. enough Kim Possible up until that point to really speak on whether that was a good decision or not. But I do know that I, a lot of people think that should not have happened. I think it should never have happened. And I don't believe it. Yeah. I I did not like the choice. Yeah. I don't know that their chemistry was super there. Especially in the early shows. that Like the episodes that we've watched. It always feels like Kim feels like she has to be Ron's babysitter. Yeah. So that's what I'm like. When did that... When did the sparks happen? I just don't... I never believed it. And then, of course, in the later generation... And, and of course, later, Disney Channel had Austin and Allie. Hmm. And... Austin and Allie, I dare say, would be more enemies to lovers. Mmm. Either way, Phil and Keely all the way. Kill? Keely. Would that be their oh, couple name? Kill? <laughs> P-H-I-L. Kill. With a K. Kill. 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 Or um or Peely, Peely, I like Peely. Lordo for Lizzie and Gordo. I don't want to call them Gizzy. <laughs> Gizzy, Gizzy, and I guess Austin or Allie. <laughs> uh, all right, and then of course we get the tag of Phil the Future. Of course, is. Mr. Hackett has have a finished wig. Yeah, the whole he's giving a history lesson. The whole back of his head is missing. So every time he turns around, not the whole back of his head is missing, but he's <laughs> he's bald on the back of his ah! head. So every time he turns around, the whole class laughs at him. And at that point, just shave the head and go back bald, man. It, what are you doing? Whoa! Or at least get some root up. spray and like spray the back of your head orange. Like this is terrible. What are you doing? I hate. I honestly wish. That um, the tag was still Keely and Keely finding more gadgets. I liked the episode because of the last scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the last scene made the episode. And I feel like a better tag that could still be funny um, 
could be Keely just pressing all the things, all the gadgets that Phil brought her. It's like, what does this thing do? What does this thing do? I don't know. But, all right. Well, that was Phil of the future. Um, the big reveal. Secrets revealed. What did you What did you think of the app? I liked the app. I think that the Phil and Keely friendship and the plot was the real driver of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Raviv and Ali, this time it was Allison and Mishaka, have great chemistry. And I, and I enjoy Phil the Future for all those reasons that we've mentioned yeah. during the show. But I know for Summer Secrets, we are ranking We're doing Rate the Reveal. The reveal. Out of five reveals, how shocking the secret reveal was, who it was revealed to. I would say that this is probably a five out of five in terms of reveal. Mm -hmm. Especially because, I mean, clearly, as you pointed out, Keely doesn't even believe it (laughs) until she sees the proof. Um, Obviously, the stakes are high because this is Phil's very best friend and a friend that he very much wants to keep, which is the whole reason that he tells her in the first place. And that's a very big Mm -hmm. secret. So I think all of those stakes are... A five out of five reveal. And her reaction to it was was the most genuine, I think, that we will see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Way better. Way better than when we did the rave reveal. Yeah. The stakes just weren't in it for that one. Yeah. And I think this this one's kind of cool because Phil's back wasn't really against the wall. He could have got out of it. Exactly. Instead of... And like some of the reveals... Um, it's kind of like their back's up against the wall and they have to. Like, there's really yeah. no other way. But and, he actively I mean, that, that, just chose to go 100% honest no matter what the cost was because that's how much he cared. Hmm. Honesty, Phil. Honesty, Phil. Honestly, fulfilled. <laughs> Honestly, fulfilled. Speaking of reveals and secrets, we have another Disney Channel star and character who has a secret. And I just want to know... If, what would Raven do if it's time for our segment, uh, WWRD? What would Raven do? Yep, that's me. My first thought was that if Raven was in like a field trip to a tomato farm situation, specifically, and she didn't want to go in, that she would ask where the changing booth was. She would go put on a disguise and she would come out and be like the tomato inspector. And be like, I gotta inspect these maters, make sure you kids can get in. And then she'd have a scene where she'd flop around in them and she'd be like, Nope, nope, these are contaminated. Everybody has to go home. <gasps> That's great. That's exactly what she would have done. <laughs> I know my girl. You know your girl. That was great. No notes. No notes to that. Said. No notes. <laughs> All right, now I think it's time to find out what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today. The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is never let them see your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Never let let them see your feet. Put those Um, grippers away. (laughs) I think my Disney Channel lesson is if you want to eavesdrop, even for a good reason, make sure you eavesdrop until the conversation is complete. um, So you know exactly what you're hearing is correct so true if they just stayed a little bit longer they would have known mr hackett was ordering a wig uh becca if people want to see where you park your skyac 
Where can they find you? You can find me parking that Skyac on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O, TikTok, Becca's Records, YouTube, Becca Stogner. Speaking of my YouTube, I did just get to go on another podcast as a result of my YouTube. Uh, I went on a podcast called We Bought a Mic to chat about Robin Williams movies again, and it was great to talk about my man and all of the bad, bad films that he made. Uh, so check that out, uh, YouTube, anywhere you listen to podcasts as well. And as always, you can check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, YGSSG podcast on the socials. And if you want to follow me on uh, social media, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram and H Cameron Martin on Twitter. Uh, but if you want to keep up to date on all things about the Time Machine podcast, we're on all the social medias. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type, just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us there. Uh, rate and review us. Uh, 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 leave, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and rate us on there. And if you leave us a review, we will uh, shout you out and give you the love right back. Give us five stars on Spotify if you are ever so kind. Um, DM us. Uh, follow us on social media. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you like. Uh, tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. We love talking to all you wonderful Disney Channel darlings and time travelers. Um, and we just love um, making this uh, for everyone. And we want y'all to have so much fun listening to it as we have making it. And it's been very fun. All right. Well, next week, Summer of Secrets continues. More secrets will be revealed. We might be taking somebody's wig off. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> wait, wait. What is... <laughs> To quote what, Pim to quote what Pim said, I busted my hump so you could get a wig. Great segue into our next uh, episode recovery. Exactly. All right. Uh, but until next time, <laughs> we will see you later, time travelers. Uh, always buckle your seatbelts. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.